0: Welcome back to Trust the Trail. We're your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 11, The Grand Canyon. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yikes. (laughs) On this episode, we just wanted to discuss the top five most important facts that you need to learn before setting out on a backpacking trip into the Grand Canyon. Um, And a few tips that actually just might save your life, so listen up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the National Park Service, uh, specifically the Grand Canyon National Park Service, sends out, uh, each year, search and rescue, uh, rescues a lot of day hikers going out in the Grand Canyon because they underestimate exactly how hard uh, the Grand Canyon can be. And uh, we can tell you from experience, backpacking in it, can even be harder if um you if if you're unprepared and you're not sure what to do so we wanted to share with you what we've learned and what we know to be true as far as the grand canyon so your backpacking trip no matter who you go with you can be aware self-aware
0: yeah i mean when we take people out we tend to go to the north rim and and hike down from there um we, we, we like to it's get It's a lot up. less
1: crowded on the North
0: Rim. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so the hiking there is a little bit more strenuous uh, than you would get um, at the South Rim. So, um, but it is all ultimately the same no matter where you're going. So um, desert Absolutely. hiking. Yep. But we're talking about the Grand Canyon.
1: And at the end of the show, we are going to give you a tip on exactly how to fill out your permit slip. To get that permit and to get to go where you want to go when you go backpacking into the Grand Canyon. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good one.
1: And ironically, we're doing this podcast in thirty degree weather right now, so <laughs>
0: we are bundled mm-hmm. up to the nines. Uh,
1: yeah. Do you a think little, that it's It's a little chilly.
0: <laughs> it's a little chilly, but talking the Grand about... Canyon
1: can get that cold, you know, at night even yeah. in the summertime. So it's not yeah. that. Um, it's not that weird. We're talking about desert hiking in the winter.
0: That's true, that's true. All right, so are you guys ready for tip number one? All right, here's your biggest tip. Do not underestimate how long each mile can be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and this really kind of goes um, to the forefront of exactly why Search and Rescue exists. So, um, in the Grand Canyon, I would, when you plan and prepare for your trip, okay, um, you you will be really safe by estimating one mile per hour.
0: I know that sounds pretty alarming to a lot of people. It does Probably sound alarming. one mile per hour, but.
1: But in reality, that's really, um, and, and sometimes you'll be hiking less than that. And um, the reason why is that this is different terrain than most than than you've ever gone backpacking or hiking on before. Uh first of all, it's a switchback hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're going down to the Colorado River, and I don't care what you, north rim, south rim doesn't make any difference, you can encounter up to like on our trip when where we go, it's fifty two switchbacks. Yeah. And
0: well it's more than that, but fifty two in a row.
1: Fifty two in a row, correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just on the one that's on one descent. Right. So um, and and the thing is, is that you are you're you're really like hiking on in in some parts slate rock that's loose. Um, And not only um, are you hiking on steep, uh, but you're hiking on loose um, slate rock. So um, you are going to be going very slowly and that's going downhill, by the way. That's not even actually counting when you have to come back up. Um, and how slow it can get. So the first tip I would absolutely, um, when you when you look at um, when you get to a, a point um, on both rims, you'll see the Colorado River at some vista point on your way down. And you're like, oh, no look, the Grand Canyon. The Colorado River—it's only like it's right there. It's,
0: it's, it's within. It's
1: within. Like
0: I can touch it. <laughs> and it's like. It's and so I'm so empowered. thirsty. I know, and it's so empowering to see it because you're like, oh my god, we're so close. We're but so close,
1: but it could take you literally another eight hours to get there.
0: And that's the ugly truth.
1: And that is the ugly truth. <laughs> I mean, um, there's so on the North Rim um, on the route that we do. Um, we go down to Surprise Valley. And the reason why they call it Surprise Valley is because when you get up to um, one of the this is before you hike down, it's called the, the Red Wall, you can actually see the Colorado River. And from that vantage point, you look at it and you say, oh, my God, I'm going to be there like in a couple hours. Yeah. Um, Surprise Valley is named f- for the reason where. Um, surprise. Surprise. You have a
0: whole other valley to
1: cross. <laughs> you have a whole other valley and about another 2,000 feet to get down. Um, good luck. Good luck with that. And it's like, surprise. And so that's really how Surprise Valley got its name. Um, a lot of people died. A lot of people never made it down to the Colorado River back in the day. because right. It's so um,
0: deceptive. Like, so deceptive. You, the viewpoint. So I think, okay, the beauty in the grand canyon is that it's so vast and it's vast to a point where you can't explain the vastness because there's nothing else out there like that that is just so you're just a minute little speck of grain in this like just this vastness of never-ending like beauty and and it and it's so deceiving. You are the speck. So you
1: are the speck of grain that actually gets blown on the speck of grain. <laughs> That's I a mean, really <laughs> good. One. You, you are. True. You are. You. If you walk, um, like when 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 we are going down there, Ariane, uh, she could be like a hundred yards in front of me, right? Well, normally, if you're on a football field and you look 100 yards you can see that person pretty clear i mean it's you know it's not that hard to pick out that person but in the grand canyon that person is nothing that person has disappeared into the vast abyss of (laughs) of like just enormous gigantic uh scenery and that person's just a speck you can't even that i mean it's like you barely maybe you can see that person, but it's all—it's so, it's so camouflage, you know. Right. It's just so big. So
0: it's very deceptive, and that is the ugly truth about it. But it is just—it is—it is something that you have—you have to see for yourself. So when you're
1: going down there, so when you're planning for your trip into the Grand Canyon, the first tip, absolutely, and to summarize, is that when when someone says, "Hey, the Colorado River—it's only seven miles away," or it's only this short or hey it's a short hike or yeah i just please understand that you are going to be hiking one mile per hour so in a in in seven miles and you know most of us you know like that are active outdoor people like when we think i'm gonna go for a morning run i'm gonna go run three miles today so when you think of seven miles like well it's like almost half of what my morning run would be yeah but your morning run doesn't take eight hours (laughs) right so you know i mean right
0: because you're you you know we already talked about the train but you're also taking into account that you're hiking slower you've got more weight on your pack you know there's just there's and so even, many things to factor in. Yeah, and that's but why even you're if you're day
1: hiking, I would say and you're not even carrying a pack, I would say that I mean plan on 1 mile per hour just to be safe yeah. because I mean it is
0: Better to be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, you're just not going to go anywhere any fast. Any you you are not going to travel fast in the Grand Canyon. Right. So just, you know, Desert um,
0: hiking tricks more people than any other type and, of And and
1: that's why that's why search and rescue has you know, that's why they're so busy during the summer months in the Grand Canyon. Well, they're busy all year round out down there, but it's because people underestimate how long it gets down to water. And that's the main thing. So tip number two.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So that goes in hand with what we just mentioned. Tip two, be prepared to carry more weight, um, specifically water weight than you're used to carrying
1: yeah absolutely so and, and, that, and it's
0: no joke
1: no it's no joke and so and that even kind of goes back to what we just said so um the national park service recommends one gallon per person per day and a lot of people don't heed those instructions so when you think of a gallon of milk you're thinking what i, I have to carry like how much what I want to be backpacking on a five-day trip. You want me to carry five gallons of water? Yeah, you're going to carry five gallons of water, people. It, it really is like that. Now, there's a lot of routes in the Grand Canyon that you can do. And when we do our North Room route, um, we actually have three different water sources that we can, we can collect water from. Um, but are um, people carrying um, eight to nine liters of water their first day to our first campsite, um, yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> because, y- y- you know, you have to come back up. And so you, a lot of times, you know, w- you, know you might cache water uh, on some of your guided trips. Your guides will tell you that, yeah, you're gonna be carrying a lot of water, but you're also gonna be hiding water. So when you come back to that same camping spot, um, you have water there. Because there are many, 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 many campsites in the Grand Canyon that there's no water there. So you know where are you going to get your water from? So they they tell you one gallon per person per day, and please 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 take that seriously because um, that is usually how people, um, you know. Well,
0: that's where most people get into trouble yeah. dehydration. Yeah, and um, we saw it.
1: We how many times have we seen it? Remember those the, that multiple, guy? That, yeah,
0: multiple times. Multiple yeah. times, and and there's really not there's a lot you can do for yourself when you're dehydrated but dehydration is like the number one most probably well i would say it's the number one reason that people are medically um brought out of there um by search and rescue absolutely Um, they
1: underestimate how long it's going to take to get to water right and then they don't carry enough water because they underestimated how long it was going to take them to get to water
0: well you also have to think um you know the grand canyon ultimately is it is a desert terrain and you know, desert air is so much drier than you know. I mean, maybe if that's if that's what you're accustomed to, and that's what you're living in, that's a different scenario. But I mean, you still need to be drinking that much. But for for those in in more um, mild climates or or um, something with a lot more moisture in the air, you underestimate the fact that how quickly your body can can zap that that water that you're drinking out of it. Um you know you're 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 hiking in heat. you know, you're carrying more weight. You're actually working harder. and so your body is needing to replenish even more than you right. than you yep, um, think and 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 I mean, dehydration is 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 real, guys. Um,
1: and plus you're sweating when you know when it's really you know hot outside, I mean you're you're perspiring, you're sweating, you're losing you're 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 losing a lot more moisture than you think you are out um, west, for sure absolutely.
0: Right. So you said caching. Now for any of our listeners um, unfamiliar with the word cache um, caching in, in this in this instance we're, we're really specifically talking about um, hiding you know water bottles or, or whatever form you have your water in and hiding it like underneath a rock or in a protected area away from like the main trail but um, like right off the main trail. A lot of times it is in camping areas and and a lot of people are like just simply putting their name and the date on it um, and hiding it. And, yeah. and everybody's out there to respect each other. So, um, you know, caching is just simply like tucking your water away for a return date so that you have plenty of water in a cooled off area um, to be able to access later because it's yeah. so important.
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I did forget about that. So, you know, just, you know, put put a piece of scotch tape or masking tape, uh, masking tape on your uh water and and put the date on there it's important to put the date um, that you're putting your water in or the water or the time you're going to get back so when we take people out there's a certain area that we go on the north room we go down to the first night our first camping trip there is no water down there so but it's very rocky we hide our water But we are gonna camp at the exact same spot the last day of our trip. So that's Mm -hmm. our fourth night, right? Mm -hmm. So when we come back, we know that we're gonna have water because we have a 3,000 foot climb to do um, back to our car. So we we have that water and then then what we always do is being a caching of water, we (laughs) always have water in the vehicle when yes. we come out of the canyon. And it's usually not water, it's usually Gatorade or it's usually something to replenish your electrolytes. So you have your water on your on your last um, big hike up and then when you get to your car, you go right to hydration once again and you replenish your body with electrolytes.
0: Absolutely. Which, kind Which of is a leads good segue. into our very next tip. Hydration doesn't necessarily just mean water.
1: No, no, it doesn't. Um, the biggest facade in the Grand Canyon is this, is that all I have to do is find water. <laughs> that's all I need to do and I'll be fine. Yeah, kind of. The the, the thing with um, Grand Canyon and any place that's a dry desert, heat from hell, is that um, water is water's Good to to hydrate, yes, but your body needs salt. Your body needs electrolytes um, to replenish replenish its energy. And what's really important when you're hiking or when you're backpacking in the Grand Canyon, it's energy. Energy is going to like you know it's going to keep you going. It's going to let you hike up that that last thousand feet. It's going to you know it's going to it's going to replenish your body your nutrients in your body um, that you need. And so one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they just drink water, 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 water. And then they wonder why they have no energy. They wonder why they're dehydrated. And even though they've been drink, drinking a lot of water. So it's electrolytes and and planning your food um, that can provide you those electrolytes.
0: Yeah. Your body can actually, quote unquote, overdose on just water alone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which and, is and Arianne, fascinating. Um, and I remember doing the, our second podcast called The Pickle Pop.
0: We did. Pack a Pickle Pop. <laughs> pack a <of> Pickle Pop. <laughs> and
1: that is specifically for electrolytes.
0: Yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast and you have not been following us from the beginning, uh, take a look at the Pickle Pop episode. Um, and we talk a lot about electrolytes in that Um but we're going to mention a few today. Um, since you have so much water weight, here's a here's an easy way to reduce the weight in your pack. So you you know you definitely need to hydrate with water. Absolutely, you need to hi- hydrate with electrolytes, and that comes in so many different forms. Um, but a really good lightweight um, choice of, of of electrolyte comes comes in in hard foods so you know you've got the pickle pop of course which i could go on all day but i'm i won't go there again um you know pickle juice is good okay went there um but you have coconut juice is awesome (laughs) you have coconut (laughs) chips um, you know a very lightweight easy thing banana chips again very lightweight yep. you could eat those all day
1: kale kale chips kale
0: chips awesome. although they crumble easily they do
1: but man are they awesome and they're, they're really good really with electrolytes
0: good. they're really really good Um, oh my gosh the list goes on and on and on but um, you have to, you have to give your body a good balance of um, electrolytes uh, via water uh, whether that's um, the, I'm blanking out on the name like the crystal packs or um, oh yeah, know, like your, yeah, the your G- Gatorade yes, stuff like that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, maybe it's all this cold weather that I <laughs> right. there. Yes. But then you also have to balance that equally with food. Um, and so just look at electrolytes. Um, look at what you can resource there and you can actually really reduce some food weight by, by doing really lightweight on your snacks, which is what we do when we go into the desert.
1: Yeah, yeah I, we, we can't stress how important that is. And um, when you are planning and preparing for a Grand Canyon trip, I mean, um, when you go to the National Park Service website, they'll tell you there's a huge uh, huge section on electrolytes. And they don't put that... You know, the one thing, I'll just say this, now that I'm thinking of it. The one thing about the Grand Canyon National Park Service, when you go to their website, is that it's there's a lot of information on there and it's deep. I mean you can you could probably spend half a day reading all their PDF files, what to do, what not to do. Um, and here's a tip I'm going to throw out there that I I'm just like I'm just shooting it off the hip, right? Read the website. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Take the time because those guys have been out there for kind of a long time. They've seen it all, they've done it all. Um, And they they're not writing it because someone hasn't done it. They're not writing it because a lot of people haven't done it. They're writing it because a lot of people have made these mistakes. And so they're trying to prevent you from, you know, being rescued. And, you know, I would say like a trip, a helicopter trip out of the Grand Canyon, if you're not paying for it.
0: <laughs> okay, that would be beautiful if you're
1: not paying for it, well, if and yeah, and and, and, yeah, and, and Sarah isn't coming and lifting you out. <laughs> I'm saying I'm gonna say that trip didn't go well,
0: yeah. and
1: so we want to prevent that from happening. And so read the website, make sure that you know you really do get the facts. Um, you know, we've been there, we've done it, we've made some mistakes down there, and you know, I mean, it's important to never, know.
0: Yeah, we've never repeated a mistake no. because you learn. So drastic. And
1: we haven't lost anyone down there yet. Not yet. So. <laughs> okay, so your other tip?
0: Yes. Okay. The sun can be ugly. ugly. And it can go ugly faster than you realize. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you've got to think about your your time schedule for hiking differently than you've ever thought before. With With desert hiking, with specifically the Grand Canyon... Um you have to rise early and I'm not talking about rising with the sun. I'm talking about rising well before the sun.
1: Yeah. So we're right now we are we are sitting in our down jackets, right? Um it there's definitely a nip in the air, right? Yeah,
0: it's a Got little bit. Got our nipping. beanies
1: on. It, it, it's a little chilly. Okay. So that that's about the same as you'd get in the Grand Canyon at night. Uh, we usually typically go down there in May. And in the National Park Service calendar, May is the beginning of summer. May 1st is their beginning of summer. So when we're down there in, in May and in again in October, um, it's chilly. It, I mean, we are, when we get up, we are in our down jackets. We do have our beanies on, and it, it is we're chilly. Fu-
0: we are actually very bundled because it is very chilly.
1: However, we are up at 6 a.m. Even earlier, earlier, I think we're up there at like 5.30, right?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Let me remind you. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> how, early, how early are we getting up? Uh, well, for for people needing a lot of coffee, we usually yeah, schedule the 4.30 alarm clock. But um, most people, we roll everybody out of bed at 5 a.m. because it you need to be packed and ready to go.
1: By six, that's right. That's where I'm gonna say. You need six, to be right. on
0: that trail yeah. no later than six o'clock. Yeah. And it's I mean, for a lot of people, that's no big deal. But after you've had a very strenuous day of backpacking in hot heat and you're exhausted you know no sleep is enough for you yeah. so that is an early rise when you're out there that's trust true me. <laughs> that is true but if you don't
1: and it's amazing how f- so the the whole point of this is that when you get up you're freezing you're, you're you're freezing ass cold you know i mean that's just you know and the thing is it's really hard when we plan for the grand canyon trip is that um you know like how do you tell people yeah um bring your bathing suit and maybe you want to bring a goose down jacket. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> you like you really are.
0: You really are packing, which is why your pack is even heavier. Yeah, here.
1: It's, it's it's crazy, crazy uh, weather down there. But you'll, we'll get up uh, in the morning time, and it'll be cold. And then you know by eight. By eight a.m., by eight o'clock in the morning, man, you are shedding layers. Man. Oh, you
0: are down to barely like a base. And layer. by
1: nine o'clock, I swear it's like eighty degrees outside, man. I mean, I, I can't believe. It's hard to imagine how fast that that sun gets hot yeah. down in the canyon, Im- immediately.
0: Yeah, and it'll 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 alarm you if you're not accustomed to it. But, yeah. um, so sun protection is key because no matter how early you start you're still at some point going to be hiking in very hot and at times it feels unbearable but it never is no um and you know you are hiking in desert heat and desert heat feels hotter than normal heat and there's just no way to, to there's no way to explain that until you've experienced it but so you have to get an early rise and In conjunction with that you have to make sure that you're protecting yourself from sun so sunglasses a must Um, a hat of some sort that uh, typically a wider brim hat that's going to cover more of your face your you know your shoulders that's um, advisable Um, a lot of people do bandanas around their neck that kind of thing again you're protecting your most exposed parts to the Sun I was gonna say something and I completely forgot
1: yeah and I mean just make sure that um, whether it's a guide service or whether you're going out on yourself if you in your backpack make sure you have um, you know burn cream just in case you do get burned um, you can put some burn cream on and uh, you know take care of what you need to take care of because that it, it, the sun is a monster out there you have to be really careful and you know and that's another thing too is that you know, why we say it's going to take you a lot longer to get to where you're going is because when you are with a guide service, you are stopping a lot for breaks. And that's where the, elect- all, all these tips that we're giving you, by the way, they're all kind of tying together. So, you know, when your guides are, when you're, if you, if you do go to, with a guide service, um, they are, they are making sure that you're staying hydrated with electrolytes. So you're, you can plan on probably taking a 10 to 15 minute break every hour. Um, and so you know you you're you're going at a much slower pace and why is that it's because you know you find shade you have to find to make sure your core body temperature isn't rising so you got to make sure you're hydrated you got to make sure you're eating right so you have the energy to keep going so all these things are are a huge factor in the Grand Canyon huge factor
0: and they're all they're like you said they're all interconnected to each other Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and and one doesn't go without equaling the other Um, now if we haven't scared you, <laughs> there's so much beauty to be had down there. Um, but, but you know, the Grand Canyon, when you're backpacking in the Grand Canyon, um, the most important thing, and we're going to throw in an extra tip, is plan and prepare like you have never planned and prepared before. You've heard us talk a lot about planning preparing in previous episodes. Um, but prepare as though your life depends on it
1: yeah because it does you know the the, even when you're um I, i tell people um when they sign up and they go on a trip with us that it's it's their responsibility to understand where you're going and um every guide service if they're a good guide service will will make sure that each individual that are going they are fully fully aware of what they're what they're getting themselves into and they are fully prepared um, to be able to successfully um, go on that trip and be very safe. Um, The Grand Canyon is a beautiful place and you know um, rarely do you have mishaps uh, where people have done their homework and they plan and prepared rarely. It's usually, you know, some of the people that think, oh, you know, I'm going to do a day hike in the Grand Canyon and, you know, like, yeah, I'm watered up. I'm okay. We've seen
0: so many people exited out of there, um, whether, you know, via professional... or or whether it is simply they have to bail on their trip because you know they're not prepared for even going back to tip number one how long it's going to take them to to access water
1: yeah Yeah. yeah and and the thing is is that you know each each person hikes um and backpacks differently and so you know um you know know who you are if you drink a lot of water and you're one of those people that are sipping on a water bottle every 10 minutes. Well, you're gonna have to pack a little bit more water than the person that, you know, just doesn't drink a lot of water. Um, so, you know, know who you are um, and then, you know, always make sure that you tell your guide, if you're going with a guiding guide service, hey, these are, my, these are my weak spots, these are my strong points, and, and always let, usually guide services are good with that and they're gonna kind of get that out of you anyway, but, um, you know, always speak up and let people know exactly, um, you know, how you hike or how you backpack, and uh, yeah, and just, just, you know, just plan and prepare. I mean, I can't even stress that enough, right?
0: Right and and by doing so you're going to really ultimately be able to enjoy everything around you and trust me you don't want to miss backpacking in the Grand Canyon there's yeah, nothing beautiful. there's nothing that equals the beauty and just there, there, when you're backpacking in the Grand Canyon you just feel alive you feel you feel like you're immersed in, in a piece of history that just that that really just fulfills it's almost like an in, it's like the ultimate bucket list experience. Yeah. And it's worth it. It's so worth it, but but of course, prepare. Yeah. Oh, and bring hiking poles.
1: Yeah. And that's your extra tip.
0: It is my extra tip. No pun intended. <laughs> you know, hike tip. Yeah Got <laughs> Okay. Maybe that wasn't <laughs> as funny as I thought. <laughs> okay, look. I, I I had an ACL tear. Uh, several years back. I guess it's been probably about six years back now. Um, And so I started using hiking poles for the very first time in my life um, after that, just as a support system for my knee. Um, And (laughs) when I was hiking the Grand Canyon for the first time, I brought hiking poles thinking, okay, so I'm like wearing this like wrap, ace bandage around my knee and trying to protect it because I know how steep the terrain is going to be and turns out it was my other knee that went on me (laughs) and not the knee that I was so concerned about uh, because I only had the one hiking pole so I cannot stress enough um, pack hiking poles with you even if you don't hike with them it will ultimately save you and and help you with your experience because um, the terrain is so steep, steeper than you can even imagine or fathom how steep it is. And like we were talking about, it's it's very loose rock. Um, And we've seen so many people... Um, fall or whatever without hiking poles but those that do bring hiking poles and and when we bring hiking poles it's an extra stabilizer for you so it's it's a protection to you um and I think what is it 20%
1: so it's 20% on your knees when you yeah. use hiking poles and Absolutely,
0: a, trust me it'll, it'll help yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my little extra tip is hiking poles whether you're a believer or not become a believer in the Grand Canyon
1: yeah and my, my extra, my PSS, uh, <laughs> PSS, says, uh, my extra tip would be this. So um, you got to have a permit if you're going to go uh, backpacking in the uh, Grand Canyon. Absolutely for sure, right? So, um, and it takes a minute to get that permit. Usually it's six months out, okay? So for people that want to go and do a backpacking trip in the Grand Canyon and get the spots that you want to get, uh, be early. When they tell you to fax it, um, the like six months to the day, fax it in at 12.01 a.m. Okay, so when when that six-month period to that day that you want to go, you be the first one to fax it in at 12.01 a.m. Don't wait until, you know, the next day at 6 a.m. when you get up in the morning, 12.01. Okay, that counts. They, they will count that. The next thing I would tell you is this, is that um, do your due diligence. Take the Leave No Trace Awareness Class. If you can, um, the Grand Canyon National Park Service is really big on Leave No Trace. Um, so, if you mention that you have taken a Leave No Trace awareness class, that means something to them, and so they're going to look at your permit a little bit more seriously, um, and and they're going to know that you're a little bit more serious about protecting the Grand Canyon and making and being good stewards of the Grand Canyon. So. That would be my tip. Uh, We've gone a few times when we first started going there. Um, I made sure that the National Park Service knew that um, I had my Wilderness First Aid certifications. I was a trainer for Leave No Trace, and we have never been denied a permit. So that would be my tip for people that want to go on a multi-day backpacking trip in the Grand Canyon. Um, And that that goes to plan and prepare, my friends. Plan and prepare. Back. It all goes back to plan and prepare. So that's our show um, in the 30-degree weather. I know <laughs> me too. That is our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can catch all these podcasts on www.thebackpacker.tv. And if you want to catch our live show, we the first backpacking live show, uh, you can catch us on our Facebook page, The Backpacker TV. Um, and we're also on Periscope. So we do some really different types of tips on our Periscope page and that's the Backpacker TV also. So thank you so much for joining us. If you are new to backpacking, by the way, um, we can, uh, send you three videos of what not to do or back or the three biggest mistakes backpackers make by signing up on our email list. That's also on the backpacker.tv. Um, so also happy thanksgiving if you're getting this podcast on a regular date and time it'll be thanksgiving
0: yeah enjoy enjoy the time with family or son's family or or whatever you're doing and wherever you're going um enjoy it
1: we are cooking a backpacking thanksgiving meal yeah
0: well we're (laughs) on
1: thursday hopefully (laughs) hopefully well we're not cooking (laughs) turkey though we're cooking ham yeah pre-cooked ham i think that counts
0: it, it counts. I think it counts. Instant potatoes
1: and pre-cooked ham. I think, I think that counts.
0: Lightweight. We'll take
1: it. All right, you guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for the show. I really appreciate everybody listening, and we will see you on the trail.
0: Okay. Until then, you guys, happy Thanksgiving. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving.